this is Stephanie Ortega, and you're listening to the Remix Movement Podcast. Happy Sunday! Happy Sunday! I hope you guys are having a wonderful Sunday today. I hope you were able to go to church, and I hope you were able to spend time with the people that are living in your house. Yes. Yeah, because I don't want to say that I don't want you to like leave your house and go see people because we really shouldn't at this time. It's not recommended. <laughs> not at this time. Maybe not right now. But eventually, we will open up our government again. Eventually, you'll be able to hug people. Later on will be a better time for you to enjoy your Sundays out and about. Absolutely. Uh, now we should just stay clear and stay home. For sure. All right. So last episode, which was episode 26, yesterday's episode, we talked about the Holy Communion, remembering Jesus Christ and what he did on the cross for us, remembering when it took place, which was during the Last Supper. Right. And I thought it was very good. I thought so, too. I thought it was definitely an eye opener. I know a lot of you guys are going to listen to that episode, and I feel like God is really going to just open up your minds and open up your relationship with him. So the challenge we had for that episode was to go to your secret place and spend time with God and ask the Holy Spirit to guide you as you take the Holy Communion. So take that bread, take that wine and really remember, um, you know, why we do that. Remember who Jesus Christ is. Yes. All right. So that was a really good challenge. And I told you guys that this episode we're going to be talking about baptism. You you did mention that. Yes, I did. So that's why the title of, you know, episode 27. Yes. Baptize me. All right. Um, Baptism for, um, you know, for a lot of you guys, you guys always think of baptism um, in whatever um, religion or spiritual walk you're in as, you know, getting water, being dunked in water. Right. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So. In Christian, uh, in your Christian faith, we think of that as water baptism, right? So we actually submerge our bodies into the water and we come out, right? And then I know there's different types of like water baptism, I think, in the Catholic faith. Uh, yeah. Right? So like if you have a little kid, they baptize you with holy water? Uh, Pretty much, yes. Right? Okay. Well, you don't have to be little, but yeah, the holy water is supposed to... uh, uh cleanse you in baptism okay yeah Yeah. well there's different kinds of water baptism so i just wanted to make sure a lot of people this is what they associate baptism as all right now in our walk with christ uh, we're gonna read in the bible that baptism is a public display to others showing that the old you without christ is gone and the new you with christ is here to live forever okay it's a public declaration where uh Christ now lives in you and you walk with him. Okay. And, and you act differently in this world. Right. right? Yep. So like it, it's a public display of your faith in Christ. So a lot of people should know that once you receive Jesus Christ as your Lord and savior, and you have that personal connection and you allow Jesus Christ to come into your life, the next step um, in your Christian faith that you should be excited for is water baptism. Okay, that's a huge step. It is a huge step. It's you being able to invite your family and friends and the people at your church, the people that you care about and publicly declare to them like, hey, you know, my old is gone in the water. My new has come and I'm with Christ. All right. So where does this come in the Bible? We're going to go ahead and read that. 
And it comes from 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verses 13 to 17. And actually, 2 Corinthians chapter 5, 17 is uh, the actual verse that the remix is based off of. Yeah. So that's exciting. All right. So I'm going to read it. It says, if it seems that we are crazy, it is to bring glory to God. And if we are in our right minds, it is for your benefit. Either way, Christ's love controls us. Since we believe that Jesus Christ has died for all of us, we also believe that we have died to our old life. He died for everyone so that we can receive a new life and will no longer need to live for themselves. Instead, they will live for Christ who died and was raised again. So we have stopped evaluating others from a human point of view. And at one time, we thought of Christ merely from a human point of view. But how differently do we know him now? And this is 17. This means that anyone who belongs to Christ has become a new person. The old life is gone and a new life has begun. So as you can see, there's a lot of excitement when it comes to baptism. There's a lot of excitement and joy that comes from being able to celebrate the fact that, you know, Jesus Christ died for us and he rose again to give us this new life. Yeah. Okay. Now, I do want to talk about baptism, but I need to stress out that there's two different kinds of baptism. Two types. Two types. All right. So the first one is the most commonly known, and that's water baptism. Right. And the second one is baptism of the Holy Spirit. And we're going to tackle these two and we're going to bring scriptural evidence. Okay, so starting with water baptism, a lot of you guys may know about John the Baptist. All right. Yes. And the Bible says, you know, John the Baptist is the man that God selected on earth to be able to show to people that, you know, this is what water baptisms do. You can find this in Matthew chapter three. And um, let's see. Basically, uh, water baptism that John does is he goes ahead, he's in the river, and he goes ahead and he says, in the name of Jesus, I go ahead and I baptize you, right? And this is from John verse 1 all the way down, let's see, all the way down to verse 12, okay? So he's baptizing them, and he goes ahead and he says, like, I'm going to go ahead and baptize you, the Holy Spirit's. And I'm also going to baptize you in water. All right. Then it goes down. If you see from verses 13 to 17, we see the actual baptism of Jesus. Okay. Now, this is a really good example of what we were saying in our last episode, that Jesus is always going to be an example. Okay. Yes, he is. So he exemplified that he was the Holy Communion and that that was his body and that was his blood, right? Right. Well, here he's exemplifying, he's showing that water baptism is necessary. He's basically saying, hey, John was baptizing people in my name, in Jesus' name, but I am Jesus and I want him to baptize me so that I can show you all that this is what my father says. What an honor, right? That is an honor. And it actually says that, it says that John didn't even know how to react to this. Because here's John saying, I believe who Jesus is. And now Jesus, the son of God, wants me to baptize him. I believe John was actually trying to get baptized by Jesus. Uh, well, we're going to go ahead and read it. So this is uh, verse 13. It says, then Jesus went from Galilee to the Jordan River to be baptized by John. But John tried to talk him out of it. You see? He says, I am the one who needs to be baptized by you, he said. So why are you coming to me? 
All right. And you're right. He he didn't understand Like Jesus, you are the holy one. Why do why do you want me to baptize you? Right. Right. Like kind of like like mind boggling. Right. But then it says in 15, but Jesus said it should be done for we must carry out all that God requires. So John agreed to baptize him. After his baptism, as Jesus was coming out of the water, the heavens were open and he saw the spirit of God descend as a dove settling on him. And a voice from heaven said, this is my dearly loved son who brings me great joy. So from John's perspective, he's thinking, no, God, I'm not worthy of that. I'm not worthy to be baptized I mean, for for me to baptize you. Right. You are the person that should be baptizing me. But from Jesus's perspective, we see he says, no, everyone has to follow my father's requirements. For, yeah. It, everyone should follow Christ, God. Mm -hmm. Right. And and we know the Bible says nobody can go to heaven unless it's through Jesus Christ. And he says nobody can go to my father unless it's through me. But we also see this Trinity come down because what happens is he's being baptized. God, the father, recognizes his son. And what does he do? He sends his spirit, his Holy Spirit, his Holy Spirit. And I think this is just a beautiful picture of what water baptism is. There's a connection with the Trinity with water baptism. There's a connection where you are taking a bold step in your relationship with Jesus Christ, the son. You are walking into these waters, acknowledging that God is the father. And I believe when you come out, the Holy Spirit is able to manifest in a way where some people cry after baptism because they're moved by the Holy Spirit. Some people are so excited. They're filled with joy that they scream. Sure. Right. But you can't deny the fact that water baptism is not only a requirement in your faith with Christ, but it's also just a joy. It's it's something that you really have to embrace it. And and it's something that when you share with other people, some of those people are not un going to understand why you do it. Right. It's 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 a celebration and you're celebrating your relationship that's being established. Right. And not everybody has that relationship with God. Mm -hmm. And and when you when you come new to Christ, it it's it's a it's a party. Um there's a party literally in heaven. Right. When right. you come to Christ. Well, God, God opened up the heavens for Jesus. Yep. You know, and and he does the same thing with all of us. Right. Right. Like when you decide to to enter into this beautiful relationship with Jesus Christ, like God is like, I have so many great plans for you that you don't even know the celebration that he's going to have in heaven. It's. It's one I want to be a part of. I want to I go mean, to that party. Louis, okay, I'm pretty sure you're part of that party here on earth. Right, right, right. But yes, when when we leave this earth and we're finally able to be in heaven, there is going to be a huge party. For sure. And it's going to be, again, the glorification of who God is, which is what water baptism is. It's the glorification of Christ in you. It's you saying, out with the old and in with the new, I'm declaring in public that I am with Christ. I'm on team Jesus. Right. So in that in that publication, you you're you're unashamed at this point. Exactly. Unashamed. You you are not worried about what other people think. Mm -hmm. You recognize the relationship that you're you are establishing with with 
with God. Yep. And and your belief and walk with Christ. And that's that's a huge uh that's a huge moment, a significant moment that every believer uh will cherish. Um whether it be one time or two times or three times in your life. Um but it's it's significant and this is this is what God calls us to do. Well, actually on that note, you should definitely not be baptized more than once. Right. <laughs> but it happens. It and does happen and I understand like it happens to certain people because of the declaration they want to make in a certain place, I believe. But it's not something that you have to do. No. Like I really don't think and I'm telling you guys it's you kind of lose the sense of um representation if you do the water baptism over and over again because if you're a believer who's been in the faith for a while and there's another believer who's learning his relationship with Christ for the first time like you don't want to kind of make it like a ritual you know what i mean but i do know a lot of people and i can tell you this uh lecrae who's a christian hip hop artist he actually got baptized in the jordan river in israel and for him he did it and it was more like that place was just so significant and he was in awe that he wanted to go ahead and do it right right me i can tell you i've only done it once and it was in uh literally an ocean and i went with um like a preteens group it was a few years after i had received jesus christ as my lord and savior and it was just a really special time i was very young i was maybe like 12 13 and um and it was just a beautiful time for me to be able to declare that i'm with christ and and a lot of people they kind of ask like if i want to get baptized does it matter if it's in the beach in the ocean in a bathtub and i can tell you guys it doesn't matter which body of water you're in it just matters where your heart is in right because some people will do it at a church and at a church they have those like big water tanks sure and i think that's fine you know like any bottle of water where there's a submission right where your body is completely submerged in the water and then taken out like that's what it's all about you can do it at your church you can do it in the ocean you can do it in the Jordan River, in Israel, you can do it anywhere, right? But just make sure that you are understanding why you're doing it. Yes. But definitely, this is definitely something that I think every believer, every person who is walking in their faith with Christ, if they haven't done it, they should do it. Absolutely. All right. So the second baptism that we're going to discuss is the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Okay. Now we talked a little bit about um, the Holy Trinity, and now we're just gonna dive into like who the Holy Spirit is. That's, right. That's a huge. Uh, it's a huge episode. Person in itself. Yeah, I know. We could do a whole episode on the the Holy Spirit. Yeah. And maybe we'll do it in the future. But I just want to tackle like briefly who the Holy Spirit is. Right. Right. And and like what is the baptism of the Holy Spirit? Okay, so the Holy Spirit is the third person of the Holy Trinity, Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. And um, the Holy Spirit is mentioned after Jesus rises from the dead from Easter. Um, and he says, I'm leaving for you guys the comforter. 
Okay, so in one case, the Holy Spirit is the comforter, the person that is able to give you your consolation that you need and, you know, that embrace that you need and just make you feel like you are in the hands of Christ. Okay, but the Holy Spirit is also the one who manifests the power of God. And we talked about this before when we said that, you know, in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth right but the spirit was roaming around already right and the spirit was hovering around the earth that was full of void and was full of darkness but none of that creation was done until god told the holy spirit let there be light and then the miracle is performed yeah so the holy spirit is also the person that manifests the power and enables god's power so if you go into um acts chapter one and I'm just going to read verses one through five. It's going to talk about the promise of the Holy Spirit a little bit more. So Acts chapter one, verses one through five, it says, in my first book, I told you, Theophilus, about everything Jesus began to do and teach until the day he was taken up to heaven after giving his chosen apostles further instruction through the Holy Spirit. During the 40 days after he suffered and died, he appeared to the apostles from time to time and he proved to them in many ways that he was actually alive and he talked about the kingdom of God. Verse four, once when he was eating with them, he commanded them, do not leave Jerusalem until the father sends you the gift that he promised. As I told you before, John baptized you with water, but in a few days you will be baptized with the Holy Spirit. All right. So this is just proving that there are two different kinds of baptisms. There's water baptism, water, yep. which is physical. And there is baptism in the Holy Spirit, which is spiritual. All right. Now, water baptism is both spiritual and physical. But water, I mean, I'm sorry, but baptism in the Holy Spirit is just purely spiritual. You have to have a spiritual maturity and you have to be ready. And I feel like when Jesus tells the disciples this, he's like, hey, I need you to stay here because I'm not done yet. Right. I may have died and rose, but I'm not done yet doing the work. I'm still waiting for you guys to be at that level where I can send the Holy Spirit to go ahead and manifest what God is doing. Because up to this point, we know that Jesus was walking with the disciples and Jesus was doing most of the miracles right? Jesus was the one healing people. Jesus was the one, you know, multiplying the bread and the fish. Jesus was the one that was opening the eyes to the blind and the disciples were there to see it, but they didn't do anything yet. Right. The disciples were walking with him, but they didn't have that manifestation of God's power yet. And this is when Jesus is saying, Hey, I'm going to give you in a few days, the baptism of a Holy spirit. And we're going to go into 1 Corinthians chapter 12. And I'm going to have Lewis, you're going to go ahead and read it. We're reading verses 4 to 11. And this is basically going to explain what the Holy Spirit does. Okay. Uh, again, that's uh, 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 4 to 11. It says, there are different kinds of gifts, but the same Spirit distributes them. There are different kinds of service, but the same Lord there are different kinds of working, but in all of them and in everyone, it is the same God at work. Now, to each one, the manifestation of the spirit is given for the common good. To the one there is given 
through the spirit a message of wisdom to another a message of knowledge by means of the same spirit to another faith by the same spirit to another gifts of healing by that one spirit to another miraculous powers to another prophecy to another distinguishing distinguishing sorry uh between spirits to another speaking in different kinds of tongues and to still another the interpretation of tongues all these are the work of one and the same spirit and he distributes them to each one just as he determines all right so what that means is the holy spirit comes and the holy spirit gives you certain spiritual gifts right each one of these spiritual gifts fulfill a purpose in the kingdom of god so in our faith with christ when you are reading your bible when you're praying every day when you go to church on sunday when you worship in his presence when you um, allow god to speak in your life not only are you being able to fulfill your relationship with christ but at one point the holy spirit is going to go ahead and give you one of one or more of these gifts all right and those gifts are going to be given to you and it's going to transform and deepen your relationship with god it's going to get to the point where it's going to transform who you are and make the person that you are in christ an even better person so that you can be able to continue to work in god's kingdom because i believe everybody here on earth who receives jesus christ as their holy spirit is meant to do something in the kingdom of god yes all right everybody who has a relationship with god it's not just about you and your relationship it's about being able like we said in a previous um in in a previous um episode about the great commission it's being able to open up the kingdom of god share with people and and perform what the holy spirit allows us to be able to do all right so we're just gonna briefly break each one of these apart so you know them and you know maybe in the future we'll do a little bit more in depth but for now we're just gonna mention them if any of these you feel like oh i've been through that or oh i don't understand that please feel free to send us a dm or send us a, a comment or reach out to you know lewis or i personally because you know this is just us reflecting on the fact that the holy spirit does do things in your life the holy spirit will give you gifts and and when you manifest them and when you do them that's something that you should cherish and you should be able to um enjoy and then be able to share with other people okay so the first one is the the gift of the word of knowledge all right and what that means is giving the ability to see the revelations behind the text of the Bible. All right. So you guys know uh, when we talked about the seven words that Jesus said on the cross, a lot of breaking that up and understanding is being able to see the revelation behind it. So what does that mean? That means it's not just reading the Bible and understanding it by because it says it, but looking behind the words right reading between the lines the holy spirit is going to read in between the lines when you read certain stories right so some of the common stories like noah's ark some of the common stories like god's uh creation of the earth some of those might be so simple because we're so used to reading them right we have already read them that we feel like we already know the story but the truth of the matter is you can read that story and 
And one day the Holy Spirit is going to grasp you and he's going to give you a revelation, a revelation that you didn't have before. Yep. All right. So that's the first one. The second one is the gift of the word of wisdom. All right. When we say wisdom, we're saying it's applying God's wisdom on how to handle certain crises or situations. All right. Not everybody will have the wisdom that God gives you for you to be able to handle what you're going through. All right. A lot of us are handling and dealing with the coronavirus differently. A lot of us are, are not used to being home quarantined. And the best person to ask for wisdom from is God. And, and when God gives you that wisdom, now you can be able to say, well, thank you, God, because now I know how to deal with like if I lost my job because of the coronavirus or now I know how to apply the word of God um, because of the revelations that you give me and I can give the words of encouragement to someone else. All right. So that's the word of wisdom. The third one is the gift of faith. And I feel like this one is very common to a lot of people. All right. Because our relationship with Christ is built on love and faith. And the gift of faith is not only knowing that you are in faith and that you trust who God is, but it's also operating in faith daily. So the Holy Spirit is going to be able to challenge you in your daily life where you can apply your faith and be able to triumph. All right. Number four is the gift of healing. And literally, this is like if you're sick and you get healed, that's not you. That's the Holy Spirit. Yes. <laughs> All right. Because I know a lot of people are like, oh, well, the first person I think of when I think of healing is uh, Benny Hinn. Right. You're right. So Benny Hinn is a is a globally known pastor or prophet or preacher. And he's known for like people getting healed when they go to his services, when they go to his church function. And if you Google, you can get a bunch of like YouTube videos and stuff. A lot of people don't understand that it wasn't Benny Hinn. It was God through him. It was the Holy Spirit through him. So there's a lot of controversy when it comes to that because non-believers, they see things and they don't believe it. So they find a way to say that it was magic. They find a way to say that, oh, that's a demonic spirit. They find a way to not recognize that it was the Holy Spirit. So this is a, this is definitely a gift that if you have the gift of healing, you know, like not only are you healing people physically, but you can also be healing people spiritually. I mean, some people are broken inside. They have confronted issues and they need spiritual healing and the Holy Spirit will give you that healing. Okay, so the next one, number five, is the work of miracles. And it kind of goes with healing, but I feel like there are other miracles that can happen. For sure. Um, so besides healing, Lewis, like what are some other miracles that you've heard of? Besides healing? Yeah, like another type of miracle. Off the top of my head. Give me a minute. Let me. Okay. I got to think on this one. Sorry, I probably put you on the spot. I'm sorry. Kind of. But another type of miracle that I finally see is like if you are lacking something and somebody decides to give it to you, I think that's a miracle. So, for example, let's say um, you are paying your tuition and something happened and you cannot pay your tuition. And for some reason or another, your friend that you haven't seen in a long time decides to go to your house and say, hey, I'm going to give you a check for X amount of money. 
And and you're just like, what? Your your mind is can't comprehend it, right? Your mind is like, oh my God, what is she doing? Or what is he doing? I believe that that could be the miracle that you needed, right? So a miracle is something that you're lacking, something that you don't have, something that you are ne uh, needing. And then all of a sudden, God allows it to what you needed to come true. Right. So a lot of people now are looking for toilet paper. Right. Super simple. There's not enough toilet paper. And with the coronavirus, a lot of people are stocking up in bulks or whatever. And and if you're missing that and you're like in a hard place because you have kids or you have family and you're like, man, like now we have to be creative and think of something else. And then you got a knock on your door from a neighbor. And the neighbor didn't know that you were lacking it, but felt in their heart to go ahead and give you a roll or not a roll, but like a pack of like 12 rolls of toilet paper. I that's a miracle. That's a miracle. And it, and it might seem like a like a small miracle or an insignificant miracle. But those are miracles. And I believe the Holy Spirit is going to go ahead and give you this gift of miracle. And and it could be something as simple as that. It could be a financial miracle. It, it could even be like a physical miracle. Like I've seen literally with my eyes um, somebody whose feet were not aligned. Right. One was longer than the other. And then literally somebody prayed for him and the miracle happened and that their their legs aligned like completely together. The only person who can do that is God. Yeah, the only person. So the work of miracles is definitely a manifestation of the Holy Spirit. And, and if you're one of those people that God is able to allow you to to have that manifestation definitely give glory to god because it is a it is something that a lot of people definitely are looking for all right so number seven is i'm sorry i totally skipped one number six is uh the gift of prophecy all right um so the gift of prophecy prophecy is actually hearing words from God and what might happen in the future and saying it. Okay. So it is definitely not what a gypsy does. I know a lot of people think like fortune tellers and gypsies and they think that that's what they do. Definitely not in the faith of Christ. No. All <laughs> right. Um, the Holy spirit will actually in a moment where like God is in that place Give somebody the gift of prophecy. And and I don't know if it's if it's happened to you or not where you're at church or you're at a youth conference or your women's conference. And then somebody comes up to you, starts praying for you and you're thinking, OK, they're praying for me. Right. And in the middle of that prayer, they say something of what's going to happen in the future. Right. So like for me, I can tell you guys definitely um, I went to a women's conference and somebody came to me and somebody prayed for me. And while they're praying for me, they put their hands on my womb, on my belly. And they said, what God is going to give you, your kids are going to be able to continue to do. And for me, that meant a lot to me because that is a prophecy. And, and that prophecy has not happened yet. Uh, we're still working on it. A lot of you guys know that, you know, Lewis and I are still in that um, process. But I do believe that my kids will come 
And and I hold to the words of what this woman told me about this prophecy because I know that it wouldn't come from anybody else but God. Right. So it kind of gives me more faith to know that somebody gave me this prophecy of a promise that only God can give me. And and I hold to that. And even though, yes, some doctors may have said something or some, you know, specialists may have said something. I hold to my heart that prophecy and I can say, no, no, no. I was told by God through somebody that what I'm doing, my children will continue to do. And, and that is a manifestation of the Holy Spirit. Okay. So number seven is the gift of discernment of spirits. Okay. And this one's a little bit um, different. A lot of people don't talk about it. But basically when they say spirits, um, it could be referring to demonic spirits, um, holy spirits like uh, God's angels, or human spirits like our flesh. All right. And when I say human spirits, um, I mean like sin, pride, jealousy, like um, things that your your human self would want to do. All right. Um, a lot of times and I know, Lewis, maybe you've gone through this. We go to certain places and the Holy Spirit tells us not to be there. Yes. It's very uncomfortable. It is very uncomfortable. And there's a reason for that uncomfortableness. Okay. The Holy Spirit, when you receive Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, is your comforter. And when you go into a place that makes you uncomfortable, it means that the Holy Spirit is trying to tell you you need to get out of that place so that you can go back to what you're supposed to do. All right? So your flesh, your, your flesh itself is sin, right? And your flesh is always selfish, your, your flesh is always going to want to do something that goes against what God's word is, okay? For you to have the Holy Spirit and discern what you should and should not do and who's talking and who's not talking, that is the manifestation of the Holy Spirit. Because the same way I know that a prophecy could be God's words, I can also not know that somebody could just come to me and say something and it might not be God's words, Right. So the Holy Spirit will be able to let you know, hey, what that person said to you, you definitely should not believe it because that's not what I got for you. Or the Holy Spirit will say, hey, what that person said comes from me. So let me give you that comfort that you need and you can rest assured that I got your back. So the discernment of the of of spirits is definitely something that I believe a lot of us have and may not know that we have it. So if you're walking into a store or you're walking into, um, you know, a place that you shouldn't be going to or you're friends with a certain person and that person is not elevating you and encouraging you and, and you feel in your spirit, oh, man, I want to be his friend, but I don't want to hurt his feelings because I feel like we shouldn't be friends. That's the Holy Spirit. Sometimes the Holy Spirit will tell you who you should and should not cling to. And that is a gift from the Holy Spirit. Yep. All right. So number eight, getting down to the bottom one, because there's nine in total. Number eight is different kinds of tongues. Um, Lewis, is there any way you can elaborate on this one? Like, what does that mean? Um, having the ability to talk in a uh, 
unknown language, I guess. Yes. So that's exactly what the word of God says by tongues. Okay. So when you're in the Holy Spirit, um, the Holy Spirit sometimes doesn't want the enemy to understand what is going on. And because he doesn't want the enemy to hear what's going on, he will manifest himself in different types of languages, languages that are unknown to man. Right. It's not in French. It's not in Spanish. It's not in English. It's not in, I don't know, Cantonese. It's not in Italian. These are literally they sound like syllables. So if you've ever been to a church and you hear somebody all of a sudden start talking and they're praying for you and all of a sudden they break from the regular language that you know and they start talking in syllables or in sounds or in just something that you don't understand, that could be the manifestation of the Holy Spirit. That could be uh, God's way of saying something to you that he doesn't want the enemy to know of. And that's not something to be afraid of because I know a lot of people are afraid of that. A lot of people who are, uh, are not Christian and are not receptacle to who God is will think of that as a mockery. A lot of people are not mature enough to understand that that is the Holy Spirit manifesting. And, and again, instead of embracing a gift that God gave them, they go ahead and they bash it. They go ahead and they try to like, oh, no, that's not real. They're just they're they're just acting a fool. All right. So that is actually a spiritual gift. And, and that is something that is used a lot in Christian warfare and spiritual warfare. If you are going through a battle with something and, and you just want to break barriers and break chains, a lot of people that are covered in the Holy Spirit and the baptism of the Holy Spirit will use the, will use, um, the gift of tongues to be able to, uh, get their breakthrough. And there's nothing wrong with that. That is something that if you're spiritually mature and you spend time with Christ and you read your Bible and you are open to the Holy Spirit working in you, that is something that you should embrace. OK, the last one is the interpretation of tongues. And that's exactly what it is. There's going to be a certain amount of people, a certain group of people that the Holy Spirit will allow them to understand what another person is saying through those tongues. And again, I have seen this where somebody's speaking in tongues and all of a sudden somebody else from another corner will come by and say, I totally agree with what you just said. Like that is going to happen. Like God is so good. And you look at them, and you're like, what are you talking about? Because again, this is a spiritual gift that people are given through the Holy Spirit. This is a spiritual gift that comes out from the baptism of the Holy Spirit. And in order for you to evolve as a Christian, in order for you to be able to, to be able to feel the joy that comes from this, you should not be afraid if you are selected to interpret that. Because your interpretation of tongues could save people. Your interpretation, uh, interpretation I'm so sorry. Your uh, interpretation of tongues can definitely be like uh, a game changer in your faith. And, and it's something that can uplift your knowledge. It's something that can help you um, gain other gifts. It is definitely something 
Um, it's a gift. You know, we, we have all these different types of gifts, but we are all working in one kingdom. And when you're baptized in the Holy Spirit, if you get this gift, this is definitely something that will make you definitely a little bit more uh, different and special. All right. So that was the nine gifts of the Holy of nine gifts of the Holy Spirit. All of these gifts are given to you, um, like I said, after you're baptized in the Holy Spirit. And the Bible does say that um, in Acts chapter two, if you go ahead and read it, that's actually known as the time when the disciples and the apostles received the baptism of the Holy Spirit. All right. So when you get a chance, go ahead and read that. That's going to be Acts chapter two. And that's verse one to 13. I mean, the Bible basically says it's it's known as the day of Pentecost. And it's known as the day when all of these gifts are given to the apostles and they physically feel like they are in baptism of fire. Yep. All right. And they physically feel like God came down and God spoke to them and they manifested tongues and they shared prophecies and they had knowledge. And and there was a sense of freedom that came from this. And I think this is very important to say when you have baptism in water, you get a sense of freedom in Christ. When you have baptism in the Holy Spirit, you also get a sense of freedom in Christ. And when you're in a relationship with somebody, especially if it's with God or with somebody else, like a, a boyfriend or girlfriend or a spouse, significant other, you have to have the freedom to be able to do what God asks you to do. And, and you get that from water baptism and you get that from baptism in the Holy Spirit. You get that freedom to be able to worship God. You get that freedom to be able to to have the manifestation of the Holy Spirit. You get the freedom to to per, pursue God like you've never pursued him before. All right. No comments, questions, suggestions. No, I thought that was I thought that was really good. I, I thought you were ending on a high point, so I didn't want to interrupt. <laughs> oh, well, that was a high point, I guess. I thought so. All right. So I know it was a lot to take in. But guys, like I said, this is something that I felt in my heart. God wanted us to just talk about. And baptism is very important. And, and it's just like the Holy Communion, the Great Commission, the seven words that Jesus said on the cross. Like it is definitely something that's very important in your Christian walk with God. So with that said, the challenge is very simple. Um, for those of you who have been baptized in water and or baptism in the Holy Spirit, just share your experience with others. Um, let them know how it was. Maybe that'll help them. For those of you who have not been ba water baptized, I would say reach out to your leader at church, reach out to your pastor, and, and talk about how you can get water baptized sometime this year, hopefully this year. If the coronavirus leaves us. Um, and then if you have not been baptized in the Holy Spirit, go back to your secret place that we were talking about last week. Go back to your secret place with God and ask him to baptize you in the Holy Spirit. Ask him to give you the maturity spiritually to be able to receive him and his Holy Spirit so that that comforter could come back. And so that that manifestation of God's power can come and then you're just gonna see after that like if you do this challenge you're definitely gonna see that freedom come and you're you might even get one of these nine spiritual gifts so it'll definitely open up your relationship with christ and that makes me very happy yes <laughs> all right thank you guys so very much for allowing us to talk this weekend 
with you guys and we look forward to giving you the next few episodes next weekend yes we do all right god bless god bless if you enjoyed listening to this podcast follow us on facebook and instagram at the remix movement for more updates send us a dm with your feedback questions and any topics that you would like to hear in any of our future episodes thank you and god bless